welcome to Season 4 of Sundays with Wendy, Finding Your Healing Tribe on the Cancer Journey. This season, we dive deeper into conversations sharing healing resources around cancer, and it is also the heart of our work at the Benjamin Goldberg Foundation. Thank you for listening. To learn more, visit BenjaminGoldbergFoundation.org. Today, I am excited to have Dr. Shatal Ijmani with me to talk about healing truth. So welcome, Shatal. Thank you, Wendy, so much. Um, you are also founder of the Radiant Living Institute. I am, yes. The Radiant Living Institute is a place for um, strong, successful women who are undergoing major life transitions to get unstuck and rebuild and learn to live radiantly again. I think it's wonderful. You're doing amazing work. We met a few years back exploring integrated medicine in our local community. Yeah, yeah. It was such, um, I feel like, serendipity that we were able to meet at that time for both of us in both of our lives. And it's been really wonderful to keep in touch and see where both you and I have taken our interest and our passion for these integrative practices in our own way, you with the Benjamin Goldberg Foundation and me with Radiant Living Institute. And so it's wonderful to be connected here and sharing on your podcast as well. Can you tell us a little bit about your background in healing therapies? Sure. So I am a traditionally trained allopathic physician. I am a pediatrician. And early on in my medical career, actually, when I was just a first year medical student, I had discovered yoga and also heard about this thing called Ayurveda. I didn't know too much about Ayurveda, but from the little bit that I knew, I knew it was something I wanted to dive deeper into. If you're not familiar, Ayurveda is actually the traditional ancient medical system of India. It's a system of self-care, wellness, lifestyle practices, as well as treatment modalities. So I knew I wanted to dive deeper into that once I completed my formal traditional medical training. Even at that time as a first year medical student, and this was about 20 years, actually exactly 20 years ago now from the time of us recording this episode, I knew that there was a place for both Western allopathic methods as well as Eastern healing traditions. And so that was something that was, I suppose, just innate in me that I knew then through my own personal journey, yoga became a source of healing emotionally, spiritually, mentally through the stressors of going through my own medical training and my own journey um, and different difficulties that arose along the way, both personally and professionally. I went on to study Ayurveda after I completed my formal medical training. You know, I think so many of these modalities, we can start out with integrating them in our own lives first and then sharing it with others. And that's what yoga and Ayurveda was for me. So I started integrating these Ayurvedic lifestyle practices myself and leaning into them more as various life challenges and struggles and difficulties came across my own path. Um, all of that led me to see firsthand the incredible power of these practices, these mind, body, lifestyle, daily routines, and led to me creating subsequently Radiant Living Institute. I love that perspective. I always felt like there's got to be a way where the East meets the West. And that's where I feel like a lot of healing really happens when you bring those two together. In my background, with my very devastating cancer diagnosis, I wanted to look at this from a healing perspective. In my family lineage, my grandfather, who I never met, he died of cancer before I was born, but he had esophageal and colon. And then my son had neuroblastoma. My mom had lung. 
and my anal diagnosis. And I thought, how can this really be? What can we do to really look at this from many different angles and try to get to the root of why is this showing up like this? So can you share from a clinical perspective? A lot of times doctors don't have time to talk about these other alternative healings in a traditional setting. Can you speak to that? Absolutely. And I do want to go ahead and say that, you know, everything that I'm sharing today, um, it's not medical advice. Definitely Mm -hmm. seek the guidance of your own personal physician and that all the views I'm expressing are my own. But yeah, I think it's important for folks to understand and to know that in traditional medical training, you know, there's so much that we cover. There's so much that we're trained to work with that I think some of the trainings now these days, different from when I underwent training, are starting to integrate some aspect of integrative complementary alternative sort of modalities and, and healing practices because it is important as physicians for us to know and be aware of. But it's not something that we're able to study in depth in our own allopathic training. I think that's important just to be aware of um, when you are seeking care from a physician. And so that's where I think the theme of your season is so valuable and so important of building your healing tribe, right? Because as I mentioned earlier, even from my first day of medical school, I knew that there was a place for both, right? And to this day, to my core, I do believe that there is a place for our allopathic modalities and treatments, as well as my background being also in Eastern healing practices. So really building that healing tribe, because you need that treatment in the medical setting as well. You need to follow the advice of your physician and the scientific expertise and the medical expertise. And, you know, so much of that training and our training on that aspect is on the physical level, Mm -hmm. but there's so many other components and dimensions to you as a human being. And all of those play a role into your overall well-being, your overall health, your overall wellness. And those aspects include your emotional, your mental, your spiritual, right? In yoga, in yoga philosophy, there's this concept of the koshas, which are these sheaths or layers to the body. And that includes the physical body, the energetic body, the emotional body, the spiritual body, the mental body, right? All of these are different layers of you. And all of these need healing as well. And so that's where you're building your healing tribe, building your village comes into play and is so important. And what I love when you shared more about your journey, both with me personally, um, as well as through listening to the season of your podcast. When you talk about different layers of the body, you are of the belief that the body does send you signals when something is off. Absolutely. It's one of my huge core beliefs. The body is always sending you signals. It's just a matter of us to tune into those signals. And I'm not talking about something really woo-woo or out there, right? You can just think of an example in your own life. When you feel nervous or anxious about something, what happens? Your stomach kind of turns into knots. You get butterflies in your stomach. Maybe your heart starts to beat a little faster. Your heart starts to race. Your breathing becomes shallow. These are your body's signals. Your body is signaling to you that you are feeling nervous or anxious about something. Part of our primitive nervous system. This is how our body works. When we were hunters and gatherers, you needed to know and be aware when there is a tiger out there. And so your body sends you these signals so that you are aware that there is danger here. Very realistic, practical example of your body sending you signals. 
According to Ayurveda, the first place that those signals tend to start is through your digestive tract. So when something is out of alignment or out of balance in your physical, mental, emotional realm, and according to Eastern practices, that's also the first place to start to reestablish balance and alignment within your body, mind, and emotions. And so those signals can start out as being very subtle, feeling a little bloated, having a little bit of indigestion. If we don't listen, signals can get louder and travel to other parts of your body or manifest themselves in other parts of your body. Pain, insomnia, different aspects such as that. And so it's a practice to tune into your body. So many of us in our day-to-day lives live in our minds, right? I know in one of your recent episodes, someone was talking about the mind-body connection and how for so many of us, we're so disconnected there. We're so in our mind. We live in this intellectual realm. And so that's where these mind-body practices, which for me has been yoga, so many mind-body practices, dance, tai chi, qigong, all of these are mind-body practices that help Bring yourself back into your body to tune into your body's signals so that you can start to be aware of what's going on earlier. Start through building your tools in your toolbox. Again, tools being examples of many of the modalities that you've explored yourself. Building those tools to reestablish that balance within your body before those signals get louder. And then, okay, our body sent us a signal. So now we've got this medical issue we're dealing with, but why did it show up in the first place? And when I was diagnosed, I took a hard look at my life. I ran a business for 17 years. I knew that I could not continue to work in that capacity and heal. And so I made a really hard decision and I sold my business. It was interesting because as I moved through the layers, the transition all the different aspects, you know, turning the lease over, even just recently, I was so grateful for the relationships along the way, but I'm enjoying this life now. The life that I created around this illness, I look at it as part of my life, not something that's going to prohibit me moving forward. Sometimes I just sit there and I'm like, wow, I'm actually doing some of the things that I've always wanted to do. And there's some joy in that. Yeah. I love so many things about what you just shared there. You know, one of my core concepts in Radiant Living Institute is that life's challenges are the greatest catalyst for self-empowerment. Life's challenges, those knock you to your knees moments, right? Such as diagnosis, such as you face, um, it forces us to think about and really re-examine our lives. And it all of a sudden, what's really important in your life becomes crystal clear and everything else falls away. And easily, it's the key. I mean, not that there was an effort going into it or or thought around it, there was flow to it. And that's how I think you know too, that you're you're headed down the right path. And I think a big part of that also, which is so important that I heard you say, was that you said it right now, and I've heard you say it in prior episodes too, that you saw this as part of your life, not something to fight, not something to push away right? You allowed yourself to enter into this flow, this space of being open. And what can I learn from this? 
what is this here to teach me? Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that perspective is really important. I think that the words that we use are really, really important. And I know you mentioned this in a prior episode, and I think it's worth repeating, you know, using language, like I'm going to fight this, or I'm going to beat this, right. Versus language of, I'm going to work with this. I'm going to work with my body. And I would love, if you don't mind, just sharing again, that beautiful meditation that you did where you were talking to the cells of your body. I meditate every day, but what I've done is over the years, learned to really layer my meditation for what's going on in my life. And so when the diagnosis happened, I knew the areas of my body that were showing up. I had an anal mass. I had lymph activity. And I also had metastatic disease in my liver. So I would take a body scan and you could almost feel those areas stuck if you do it long enough. But I would just talk to those cells. Hi, I hear you. Thank you for the information. You can turn off now. I think the official term is called guided imagery, where you're really looking at it in your mind. You're envisioning them going away. And I think there's some real power in that. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think there's, um, I think it's a very powerful practice. I think so often also we go through our day-to-day life not really examining our thoughts and we all have a running inner dialogue going on. And so often our running inner dialogue is very harsh and very self-critical. And it's not until we start to examine that. And what I hear you did also is you talked to your body with such great compassion And that's such a vital piece to all of my programs that I lead is guiding people to start to become aware of your inner dialogue and start to practice transitioning those negative self-critical thoughts and dialogue into one of greater self-compassion. And it's a practice, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that's why it can be helpful to have a guide, just like with any of the modalities that you've already shared and talked about to reach out to someone that you feel you can trust, that you feel is an expert in the modality that you're seeking. Because a few things, one, it is a practice. It is hard, right? So having a guide with you along the journey can be really, really helpful. Also, as you start to explore any of these modalities, for me, coaching, personal development, yoga, Ayurveda, other modalities that you've explored, such as massage, Reiki, as you explore any of these modalities, because they do tap into more subtle layers than the physical body, right? Your emotional layer, mental, spiritual layer, energetic layer, those are all much more subtle layers of your being than the physical body. And because they tap into these subtle layers, you can never be quite sure exactly what's going to come up for you. Many of these practices can bring up prior events, memories, traumas, micro traumas, you know, traumas large and small that you may have experienced that you may have not even thought about or remembered for years. And so I think it's really important to make sure that you are also working with a trusted guide and being supported in that way as well. Right. Because healing is not about rainbows and butterflies and unicorns. Hard. It is hard work. I think even this diagnosis was, again, another layer that I was going to have to shed. I really had to walk back through 
my son's journey with cancer, doing all the things that he had to do, mm-hmm. you know, watching him and supporting him. And as much as I thought I was doing it with him at that time, but now I'm doing it just for myself. We went out for coffee a few weeks ago, and I'm in this too, that I do believe that we're all here on this divine mission. And when you shared more about your recent journey over the past year. And I already knew the story with your son, Benjamin. And, you know, all I could think was you're being guided on your divine mission. Already had started exploring these integrative practices and these other healing modalities. And now through life, the universe put you in a situation to explore these even more, to dive deeper into these. And now you're sharing this with others through the foundation, through this podcast. And I think that we are all given this, I realize I'm going into a bit of a spiritual realm here, but a divine mission or a soul contract that we come into the universe to fulfill. And life's challenges are a way of leading us to that place, of leading us to fulfill that divine mission. Again, from what you shared just earlier, you may have never sold your business. You started the foundation, but the way that you've been able to dive even deeper into it now over the past few months. I think about that a lot. And I think it's important also to note that when you're right in the middle, uh, in the thick of it, right? Also acknowledging that you're going through something hard is really important too. Just giving yourself space for that and knowing all of these other things too, right? And knowing it's not going to stay like this forever and knowing that there is going to be something on the other side of it, right? But I think it's okay also to maybe not feel, again, like you said, sunshine and rainbows, right? To acknowledge that this is hard and that this other thing can exist as well, right? Because it can sometimes be hard to see that when you're in the thick of it. But knowing that this challenge that you're faced with is leading you, is guiding you, and staying open to what it could be leading you to. I am going to do another season. And something that's very important to me is to also have some conversations around grief. All face grief. You know, we grieve for a lot of things in our lives. And I think the world has grieved over the last um, two years with COVID. And these are really interesting conversations we're going to have. So I'm yeah, looking forward to that. I agree. Too. I'm really glad that... Um, you are moving into that theme for the next season. I important one. I think it's a valuable one. Um, and I think it's going to be really useful. Thank you. Can you share with us how we can find you? Sure. So I can be found uh, at my website, shetholajmani.com. That's just my first and last name.com. Mm-hmm. And there you'll find resources about the different programs that I offer. I also have a free workbook that I would love to offer to you. Um, it's called Six simple yet powerful steps to create your radiant life. And it outlines uh, what I've done is I've taken sort of what I have found to be the most powerful pieces for my study of yoga, Ayurveda, and these practices that are also science-backed, research-backed, and I've taken kind of the most powerful pieces and put them together into this workbook. So I'd love to offer that to you and we'll include the link in the notes here as well. Certainly. Well, thank you for always being such a big part of the Benjamin Goldberg Foundation community. This information offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace, professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. 
If you should have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional. Do not disregard, avoid, or delay obtaining medical or health-related advice from your healthcare professional because of something you may have heard on this podcast. The use of any information provided is solely at your own risk.